Hello, beautiful. I'm your host and mindset coach, Samantha Roberto, and I want to welcome you to this conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we feature an empowered woman's vulnerable story so that we can all learn and grow from one another. So if you're new to the channel, welcome, and don't forget to subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. So I'm very excited about this week's guest. We have got Leah Brathwaite, who is a soul advisor, a speaker, a best-selling author, and a mindset coach. She essentially teaches women to connect to their deepest truths and confidently create the life of their dreams. So I want to share the story of how Leah and I met because our paths crossed in the most beautiful way. And it's just a reminder that you never really know, especially with social media, who you can connect with, when you can connect with them, how you're going to resonate with them. Like there's just literally friends are everywhere. So a couple of weeks ago, I had purchased, I invested in a steel tongue drum, which is one of the most relaxing instruments on the planet. It reminds me of like a harp, you know, with the the sounds that it makes, but it's actually percussion. It's a drum. So I bought this drum and I had jumped on my Instagram live to show you guys. And I love jumping on lives just because it's real time. You guys can jump in the conversation. We can have the dialogue going back and forth. And it really is a cool collaboration. So I jumped on there, I was doing a live and Leah happened to tune in and in the conversation and in the dialogue, she just knew she's like, okay, we need to connect because you know, when you meet your people, like, you know, when you meet someone and you resonate and you're like, Hey, I think I know you like, you know, an instant connection. So she reached out, we were chatting and immediately I was like, okay, you need to come on the podcast. So essentially that's how it can happen. And especially with social media. So if you are in a situation where you feel like you're not necessarily surrounded by the most positive people, or if you feel like you want to connect with different people, like social media, online world is real. You can go there and make real connections with the people you interact with. If you look at it that way. And actually I remember There was an episode I did back with Ellen Cool, and that was, I think, episode number 13. (laughs) You're going to have to go and check, but we talk about this and the opportunities that have actually come up for her via the online world. So like the way that you look at your Instagram, the way that you look at, you know, Facebook or even TikTok, whatever it is, I use Instagram mostly. If you have the intention to connect there, you can really build and nurture those relationships. So I'm just planting a little seed for you guys in this moment. What intention do you use with your social media? And also it's so easy to just reach out to anybody on there. And you know, you never know where a message, where a hello, where a positive comment may go. So if you have something you want to share or say to somebody, just do it, send them that message and reach out. So essentially Leah had reached out. We started this conversation. We really hit it off and I'm like, you need to be on the podcast. The funny thing is, is that as Leah came on and as you're about to hear, as she shares her story, her and I have walked such similar paths in our life. We're different characters in it. Different, you know, situations caused us to sort of have these realizations that caused us to sort of step away and look at our life differently. But the overall framework of what she went through and what I went through, it just, it resonates so deeply. And I love the way Leah puts it. She was living her life a certain way. And all of a sudden, one day when she was at home putting her groceries away, 
she had what she calls an oh shit moment. (laughs) Who else can relate to this? So an oh shit moment is when you all of a sudden realize that you are like living this life, but it's not necessarily the life that you're meant to be living. Oh shit, right? (laughs) My oh shit moment came when I was driving between appointments with my real estate license and all of a sudden I had this intuitive calling that life wasn't fun and that life was meant to be fun and that there was more for me. And as I was driving, you know, living my white picket fence life, I was like, oh shit, because I knew deep down it was a voice I couldn't avoid. So another question for you, have you had one of those moments. Has the universe been little by little, you know, sort of waving a white flag, then waving a yellow flag, and then waving a red flag at you to be like, hey, we're trying to tell you something. You need to listen to this. Like your intuitive calling is pulling you in a different direction. And I know it feels scary, but what would happen if you just opened up yourself to that and followed that path? And That's essentially what Leah did. As you're about to hear, she walked away from everything that she had and she really went through the process of surrendering and trusting that everything was going to work out. And I'm just so excited for her to come on and share the way that life has blossomed for her because I know that those moments can be terrifying. Those moments can feel very, very scary, but I can speak from it. Leah can speak from it. And I know so many other people that I've spoken to who have reached that crossroad of, oh shit, but have walked the courageous path. They can speak from it and say they are so freaking grateful that they listened to that little voice and that they went that way. So on that note, if this resonates and if you've had an oh shit moment, we want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram, leah.brathwaite and Hello Beautiful Podcast. Screenshot this episode, take us in your stories, and I want you to put the little poop emoji, you know, the smiling shit. <laughs> put that in there too, just for fun, to show in solidarity that we've all had these moments. I'm excited just to jump into this episode. You guys are going to love her, so let's get to it. So my dear, I'm so grateful that you are here right now and to have you on the platform. I feel like we're just like so similar as soon as like we connected online. And this is what I love about the social world. It's just like you can connect to anybody anywhere. And as soon as I saw your profile, I'm like, we're already friends. (laughs) (laughs) I had that same feeling. (laughs) I feel like I already know you so well, even Mm -hmm. though we've never met or seen each other, but... (laughs) Totally, totally. I love that. Yeah, I had the same feeling. I was like, you are my new BFF. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do it. So I would love to hear a little bit about your story and what you were doing prior to getting into the work that you're in, because there's always a really good story or a catalyst or something that sort of gets you into this type of work. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, I had um, a pretty significant wake up. And it's significant on one hand, because it was the moment that woke me up to the life that I was living. But it was an insignificant moment in the sense that I was literally just putting away groceries when I had what I call an oh shit moment, where you realize all of a sudden, I think I'm in the wrong life. Something is way off. What do I do about this? And I talk about it a lot. Um, I talk about it in my book. I talk about it on podcasts because 
I feel like we have many of these moments, but they start off really subtle and we don't actually recognize them for what they are. So if I think back, I can really name quite a few of them that I just decided instead of taking the path that would lead to a more aligned life, I stayed in the comfort zone because it seemed more convenient. So these moments come up where you're confronted with a sensation, a feeling, a knowing, a calling, and you're given a choice, stay where you are or actually do the thing that you want to do. So when I was about 30, I had a moment where I realized I have everything I thought that I had ever wanted. I was in this beautiful home that my husband at the time and I had just designed and built. I had these great vacations. My closet was amazing. We had everything that we'd been working so hard to get. And as I'm putting away my groceries, all of a sudden, I just, it was like I split in two. And there was a part of me that said, literally, I heard this voice say, not for another second. And I was like, oh, God, I think this is what it feels like to go crazy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because a part of me was saying, no, we're done. And it was the sensation of like, we've been pretending and hiding and suppressing these feelings for so long, not for another second. Like I can't keep living like this. And Mm. that was kind of the catalyst that started this introspection of like, wait, what do you mean? And as I looked around my house, I was like, none of this feels like it's actually me. Like it's all the things that this checklist that society gives us says I should have the husband, the house, the dog, the cars, the vacations, the designer clothes, but I feel empty inside. And that was the beginning of the journey to where I am now. Wow. Okay. We are literally the same person because I had like, as you're describing this, I'm like, this is my story, but my oh shit moment came when I was driving between appointments in my real estate career. So it's just literally so, so similar. And it's that exactly as you described, it's the sensations that take over. And all of a sudden you sort of wake up and you're like, what was that? Mm -hmm. You're like, wait, something's happening. (laughs) I call it your soul, like finally getting through to you and saying, girl, wake up. We're doing this the wrong way. Or you've been pretending to be something that you're not. It's time to really step into who you really are. So how did that look like for you? So all of a sudden you had this oh shit moment and you realized you looked at everything. You're like, none of this really means or has the meaning that I once attached to it or thought it did. It's like the illusion sort of came down. How did you navigate that point? Because I mean especially when there's the pressure of society, you're checking all the boxes on the outside, you have the quote unquote things, but then inside you're going through this, this awakening. Mm -hmm. What did you do? How did you navigate that? I'm a pretty driven person. So when I, I have a sense of something that I want, I'll go after it. But even before that, I think the reason why I had gotten so far off track was because I was following somebody else's blueprint or somebody else's directions. I had been raised in a really restrictive religious environment, which some people would call a cult. And I had adopted their version of beliefs as what I needed to base my life on, even though I always felt a disconnect, even though I didn't feel connected to what they were saying was truth or what they were teaching as the way to live your life. It Mm -hmm. was everything that I knew. And so I'm looking around at all these people surrounding me in this really exclusive community And they're all buying into it. They're all doing the things. They're all saying, yeah, this is the way you do it. And so it speaks to the 
conditioning that we experience, not only in our communities, but even like on a smaller level, our, our micro versions, like our family systems. And so the beliefs that we adopt based on the environments that we're in, based on the communities that we surround ourselves in, if we're not conscious and aware and questioning those beliefs and really testing whether or not it feels resonant as our truth, instead of somebody else's proclamation of truth, then it's easy to start building a life around somebody else's beliefs. And that's where so many women buy into the checklist. Like I need to have this and this and this and this. And there's a disconnect. It doesn't really feel great, but it's Mm -hmm. what everybody else is doing. And it looks like everybody else. And the belonging that this desire to belong and to fit in overseeds our desire to actually live in alignment with ourselves because it's Mm -hmm. so hard to go against the grain. It's so hard to be the one standing out doing the thing, but everybody wants, everybody wants that for themselves. Everybody has this innate desire to authentically be their true selves. But when you adopt an identity around a belief, it's easy for fear to come in and say, if I don't do what's expected, then I won't be accepted. And you start to live your life in this container of what other people think or what you should do or what society tells us should look like. So it was a process of undoing all of those beliefs, not only from the religious aspect, but from the challenges that I had in the family unit I was brought up in. And it was creating my own belief system based on a resonance of truth within myself. So I had to teach myself to identify what was mine, what was somebody else's. I had to learn to use my voice. I had to learn to create boundaries for myself and really build a life based on this feeling or this knowing that my soul was guiding me towards. And Mm. it was a, it wasn't a pretty process. I was stumbling around because I didn't have somebody to guide me through these steps of transformation. I didn't have somebody to guide me back to myself or to help me look within to find the answers for myself. I had been so used to being fed answers either by the church or by what everybody else was doing or by expectations that are just put on us, just even being women or identifying as women. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was like a, a messy process of learning to tune in, learning to understand myself. Um, I did a lot of yoga. I did a lot of spiritual investigation. I did a lot of personal development work and hired a lot of mentors and coaches and teachers and really immersed myself in learning and training and research and practical experience by really just using my life as an experiment. Because I got to the point, which I'm sure you probably did as well, where you're like, okay, if I had all the things and I still feel like shit, I've got to try something else. And it was totally, it was like, what, what do I have to lose? I mean, I had everything to lose, but at the same time, I got to a point where I was like, I just can't live like this anymore. And it was brutal. But it's really at that point when you have nothing else to really lose, where you just go all in and like that all in is so powerful. And -hmm. when you look around and you're like, everything I think I have, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really have that meaning anymore. Let's just go and figure it out. Totally. And I love that you said like, it's so powerful when you go all in and you take that leap to trust yourself. Because what I teach and what I truly believe is that when you connect to the truest part of yourself, when you align with your soul and you let that lead the way, 
that is what guides you to a co-creative process with the universe because you're aligning with an energy that is beyond your mental capacity to analyze and to try to plan and to try to control. And you're now in the realm of energetics. That's where the law of attraction comes in. That's where you start manifesting on a, a higher, more profound level. And that's where you start to experience true meaning, true joy, true connection. But it's scary because it's unknown. Everybody has their own unique soul calling and it's not going to look like somebody else's. It's not going to have a specific set of check boxes to meet. It's really about tuning into the feeling. And as you follow that feeling, as you follow those intuitive nudges, then the path to your own, like the life that you're meant to be living on this planet starts to form as you take those steps. So it's really how you unlock your power for sure. I love it. So as you were on this journey of dismantling and building up new beliefs and sort of getting curious about your life, how did the reflection of your life look on the outside? Like, did you find your friendship shifted? Did you find your relationship shifted? Mm -hmm. Did you stay in the same career? Like, how did things start changing? Because when you do the inner work, mm -hmm. things can change really quickly on the outside. So I'm curious yeah. how that went for you. Yeah, well, I think because I had the added layer of leaving this, this religion, this institutionalized religion, um, part of that was leaving everything that I knew behind. So the entire community that I had grown up with that I had been a part of for like 30 years, essentially, was gone. And with that, mm. all of my friends, everything that I knew went with it. And when I started to question that belief, and I had realized I made all of my life decisions based on these parameters are in this inside this box of containment of other people's beliefs. Mm -hmm. Everything was up for debate. Everything was up for questioning. And I had to measure, am I in the right country? Am I in the right relationship? Like I had to reevaluate everything. And so my marriage came up for question. And even though I was married to a great guy, we both realized we had both left the religion. We both realized like, oh crap, like <laughs> we're not we're, yes, we're supposed to be connected. And yes, it was one of those like aligned meant to be sort of things, but we were not supposed to continue on as husband and wife. And so my marriage dissolved, my friendships completely dissolved because you're outcast from the community once you leave the institution. And that was my biggest fear that everything would change and everything did change. And I think it was probably more dramatic because it was so enmeshed in this cult environment, but everything kind of cleared. And it was like, did I just blow up my life? Like everything, <laughs> everything just kind of cleared. And I was like, oh crap. But in that it's moment- It's like gasoline and you lit the match. I'm just picturing you gasoline <laughs> on the life and just lighting the match, throwing the match and like walking away, like, you know, super badass style. <laughs> super badass for like a hot second. And then you're like, oh my God, what have I done? But <laughs> it's this blank slate that you actually start creating from an aligned and authentic place. And it was- incredible how quickly like pieces and magical moments just started to appear. All of a sudden, somebody in my teacher training program had invited me to work at the business that she was just opening. And all of a sudden, I was immersed in a brand new community who was far more aligned with my authentic self. So the relationships that I started to build were deeper, more meaningful. There wasn't that I need to pretend to be something that I'm not to fit in. It was like, this is who I am. And here I am. And that attracted a whole different crowd and far more connections that I, than I had had previously. And then from there, it was really just, um, 
aligning with what felt right and the next right steps would evolve. So it was a, a tuning in process and a refining process and a rebuilding process that even now, as I go through life, um, when I look back, when you're in something like that, you're like, am I ever going to be okay? Like, am I ever going to figure this out? And it's amazing Mm -hmm. how quickly things start to come into place. And then when you look behind, you're like, wow, in three months, look at how far I've come. Look at what I've been able to accomplish. Um, And so it was, yeah, it was like piecing things back together, but it was almost like choosing the highest and best and bringing that into my world instead of just settling for what I thought I was allowed to have. It was really following a deeper and more elevated experience. I love that. And what I want to highlight with that, that I think is really, really important, like the fact that you literally went out, like say, blazing glory, like you just were like, clean slate, let's go in a way that's creating a lot of space for so much new to come in. Because there's always that balance with the universe. It's like, you can't necessarily hold on to what you have so tight Mm -hmm. and expect the new to come in. Like you have to be able to sort of soften and surrender and let things flow Mm -hmm. in order to bring in that new energy. And when you do, it's like all of a sudden, like you said, those new energies, those new friendships, Mm -hmm. the pieces came really, really fast. So, so important. Yeah. I love that too. Like you can't accept anything new when your hands are full. But the other thing to remember too, is that the things that are actually truly aligned with you are never going to fall away completely. So my ex-husband and I actually have a great relationship. He's somebody who um, I'm still like connected with. And it, and there's certain relationships that have lasted. Um, there were some old um, colleagues that I worked with that have like watched me go through this entire cycle. And they were like, there was a resonance there before. So it wasn't like I was left with completely nothing. I mean, at times mm-hmm. it certainly felt like that. And there was a deep loneliness of like, nobody understands what I'm going through. I feel a little bit crazy because technically I did have everything that everybody wanted and my life did mm-hmm. look perfect. So people were like, why mm-hmm. would you sacrifice that? But when I look at my life now and how it feels and how it's like really just exceeded any of the dreams and expectations I thought were possible for myself, I know without a shadow of a doubt that when you follow those callings and those longings of your soul, you do create the life that you were meant to live. You do fulfill dreams that you were implanted from a source greater than your own that you thought that's never going to happen. And (laughs) it's not just my experience of that, but it's also my clients as well, who have been able to work through their own challenges, not all dramatic. Some of them were just like minor blockages, but some of them are actually like really deep traumas or really profound experiences um, that they've been able to shift and navigate and turn into their source of power, into their identification of gifts and purpose to increase their um, manifestation power essentially, and start building a life that not only looks good, but feels good and fulfilling. Well, and this is the beautiful thing about life is that every single moment there's the gift of a choice. And there could be a new normal around any corner, like anything you have, whether it's your career, whether it's your relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it's your friendships, you know, anything at all, you have this moment to be able to shift it and change it. What advice do you have for someone who's listening to this right now? And they're just like, it's really resonating. They're looking at parts of their life that are like, they're getting a little bit of those say yellow flags, doesn't feel right, or there's something off what would you suggest they can do to start to explore 
get more connected to their soul. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, I think the most important thing is to, first of all, admit that there might be something that's not quite right. For so many years, I was in denial. I was like, this doesn't feel good, but I would just say that there's got to be something wrong with me because everybody else seems to be okay with it. So having the courage to admit that maybe there is another possibility, maybe there is another way of looking at things. So being courageous to just even open that door is going to allow more energy to flow in. So like you were saying, you have to let some things go to welcome in new things. You have to be open and willing to just question, is there more available to me? And what would that look Mm. like? So admitting for sure is the first one. And then acknowledging steps that you're being called towards. So for me, one of the first things was once I admitted something feels wrong or something doesn't quite feel right, then a whole bunch of questions started to come. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I actually want? Or who am I? Or what am I supposed to be doing? And then that kind of started to open up the next steps as to what to do. So acknowledging when there is a question and becoming really compassionately curious about it and being like, okay, I don't have this answer yet. What can I do to start finding that answer? So whether it's exploring something of an interest for me, it was yoga. I'd always wanted to get back into it. I signed up for my teacher training and that started to open up the next steps. There was so much that I learned from that program that opened up even more questions that I started to follow. So it's really a matter of like, following the breadcrumbs that are in front of you and acknowledging that in that process, you might need help. For a while, for many years, actually, I was like, I'm going to figure this out on my own. I could do this by myself. And I kept coming up against walls and feeling stuck and like making mistakes until I finally decided, okay, I'm going to invest in somebody who has done something similar in a mentor, in a coach, in a teacher. And I'm going to ask them to help me so that I don't keep coming up against the same issues. So I hired my first coach, made some big steps in that um, regard. And then I hired another mentor and did a training with her and made some big steps in that. And then I hired another coach and made some big steps in that. So there's a way to accelerate the process. So you're not just like banging your head against the wall, trying to figure it out on your own. Um, Yeah. And acknowledging that help might be something that is necessary. And then from there, it's really starting to align with what feels most resonant. So paying attention to what feels great, what you're learning from your mentors or teachers or coaches or from books or podcasts and taking action because the expansion requires experience. You have to start taking action. And the more steps that you follow through on, the more you build your own confidence and trust within yourself and the more you start to see results. And then from there, it's really this accelerated process of like step after step will lead to the next step. And just knowing that you're being guided. I love all of that. Expansion requires experience. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I think what's important is knowing that you don't have to know all of the steps at Mm -hmm. once. You won't. All you have to do is know the next step. Like what is my next step? And when you take it, then you can see, okay, now here's where I go. Now here's where I go. And that's really how all of this works, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like most people are afraid of that. I don't actually know, like you have like the, the big vision of where you're going, but it's like driving at night. Like 
I drove across Canada a few times and sometimes I'd be driving at night and I'm like, I know the destination that I'm heading towards, but I don't know exactly all of the turns that are going to take me there. And so you can only go as far as the headlights are shining in front of you. And that's kind of a similar experience when you're on this path of evolution or moving into a purposeful and more meaningful life. It's your own path and you are creating it as you're taking these steps. So most people stop because they're like, well, I don't know exactly what's going to happen next. And it's scary and it's unknown. And that to me, if you can reframe it into being that's exciting. And that's the whole purpose of this experience and expansion to create as you go, then it kind of allows you to let go of the need for control. And it allows you to be in the journey and experiencing your power and the rising of the universal power to support you through it. And this is where it really is supportive to have, like you said, a mentor, a coach, a mm-hmm. teacher, because it's somebody to have those moments where you freak out. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do this. You've got some right there at the accountability piece mm-hmm. of like, yes, you can walk you through this. Like, let's keep moving forward. And you keep taking the steps forward as opposed to just like retreating and going back yes. and just saying everything's okay. Right. Like having that accountability is huge, has made such a big difference in my, my journey mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So while everybody's path is unique and like finding it is, is something that nobody can do for you. There are certain steps that can help you to find it. Um, that can give you like the knowledge and the tools and the practices that are going to be useful for you on your way. But, um, it really is like self-discovery. It's a process that you have to undertake and you can have all of the guidance in the world, but if you don't actually use it for yourself or apply it directly for you, then you don't really go anywhere. And it's such a fun process. Like what, is more fun than to get to really know yourself. Like when you actually frame it that way, as opposed to being a scary thing, it's like, it's exciting. There's possibility. There's parts of you that you might not even know, like that you love and enjoy. And, and I always tell people like my best friends now, like there was a day in my life where I didn't even know who they were. Right. Like now they're my best friends. And I just identify with them being like amazing. But there was a day before they were in my life, just like there's so many gifts ahead. Right. Yeah. And that's the the beauty of it. Like you, you're expanding into your potential as a being here on the earth. You don't know what you're absolutely capable of until you start trying to do things that you're capable of. So it's, yeah, it's this experience of like, this is what life is supposed to be. You're on the leading edge of this expansion that is possible for yourself when you move into it. Otherwise it just stays as unsatisfied potential, which is like a feeling that we all crave of like, oh God, it feels empty. It feels like there's something missing. It feels like there's more to life, but you're not actually living it. It's because there's a deep mm-hmm. calling within each and every one of us to be the greatest expression of this incarnation that we can be. And so living your life in alignment with that and in answering that soul calling of expansion is really, I think, our purpose. So just a point of reference for those who may be curious in terms of career. What did you do prior to getting into coaching and you wrote a book? You're, you're doing so many exciting things now. What it, was your life before in terms of work? Um, I chose a very safe and um, secure career as a dental hygienist because I figured I can like help people. I'm interested in health and wellness and it paid really well, to be perfectly honest. And um, it was something that I thought would be satisfying. And for a while it was satisfying, but I also believe like those same, oh shit moments that I was talking about before 
while I was going through school, I remember like one encounter where I went into a lab, it was a radiology lab. And I was just, I was hit with that feeling of like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Because I was really creative. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something in art. I wanted to travel. I wanted to um, teach in cer- a certain capacity, even though I didn't know exactly what that would look like. Those were the essences or the feelings or the drive that I really had. And to contrast that with dental hygiene. It was like this moment where my soul was like, what are you actually doing? And I suppressed it. I was like, well, you know what? I don't know a lot of people who just travel the world and do meaningful work and have fun. So I'm going to do this because these it's a tangible thing that maybe in 30 years when I retire, I'll be able to do all those fun things. So I went ahead with it, started my career, was good at it, loved it, um, enjoyed the people that I was working with, enjoyed the work actually quite a bit. And then the universe was like, okay, you didn't listen to that. Oh shit moment. We're going to give you another one. And I developed a nerve condition that ended my career out of nowhere. I started to have weakness and numbness in my hand. I started losing muscle mass and the ability to actually even hold my instruments. And that was a huge wake up call where I was like, I'm failing at something that I didn't even want to do in the first place. And I could have failed at something that I actually did want to do if I maybe did become an artist or a a traveling teacher. Um, So that was like a big wake up call. And that was my first instance of like, okay, who am I if I'm not the job that I do? And who am I if I can't perform Mm -hmm. these tasks and be this breadwinner in the family and all of that? So that was actually the first instance of this idea of like, I think there's more to life than what's happening. But I still wasn't willing to do the work and be courageous enough to answer those questions. So I decided to just double down on church and like do the things that I had already been doing. And I'm like, I'll just plan for the future and I'll start designing like our next house and I'll start focusing on the past or what I already know instead of opening the potential to another alternative. Because at that time, had I started to answer those questions, I would have come to the same conclusions. I knew deep inside, like, I don't think I'm in the right church. I don't think I'm in the right marriage. I don't think this is what life is supposed to feel like. I feel pretty empty. Um, So instead of opening up to the journey, I stayed where I was and then fell into depression, Mm -hmm. major anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then I had the oh shit moment a few years later. And it was like, okay, I have no choice now. I have to wake up. And it's so interesting because I mean, our bodies will give us signs. Our mm. bodies will communicate with us. So it's like for you, your body likely gave you that condition or you had that condition because you were so off mm-hmm. of alignment of what your soul really wanted. Totally. And then the anxiety and the depression. It's like we are constantly waving these little subtle flags mm-hmm. of like, if you're not going to listen, the universe, we're going to show you. Because mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, the universe, it's beyond what we can really comprehend. Like the power that's in the universe is beyond what we can analytically understand. Totally. It responds not as like a punishment. It responds to the resonance of the energy that you're putting out. So if you're in like misalignment, you have those circumstances that feed that misalignment. So until you get uncomfortable enough to like snap you back into alignment. And when you're in alignment, then you have those beautiful experiences that are just like, wow, life is flowing. This feels good. This is easy. Look at these incredible connections. So the the universe is not like a reward punishment system. It's a response to your energy and your alignment and how you're living your life. So I was really far out of alignment and it just kept feeding me that misalignment. 
it's really totally. just like this governing system of bringing you back to yourself, not through punishment, not through, not through intentional challenges that make you want to cry, but just, it's like you already set up this contract saying like, help me out when I start going off track, help me get back on track. And you'll notice it in the way your life starts moving. If you're constantly stuck, if you're coming up against the same patterns, if you keep getting the same results, it's because that's the energy that you're putting out. And until you open yourself up to a new direction, you're going to keep getting the same thing. And I like how you, you said it, it's there to support you. Mm-hmm. It's actually helping you out no matter what's happening. It's actually always mm-hmm. supporting you one way or another, right? Exactly. It just depends on what you're doing. You choose. So yeah. now you, you choose, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's actually so empowering when you can look in the mirror and say like, I have the power to choose. Mm-hmm. What do I want to choose? What do I want to do? It's all of a sudden, there's so many options. There's yeah. infinite yeah, amount of options exactly. out there. And it's like, it's so cool. Would you have thought you're a best-selling Amazon author? You have a book that you release. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole other world that you've you've opened yourself up to. Would you have thought 10 years ago no. that you'd be a best-selling author? <laughs> no. It's funny though. What I remember a very poignant moment when I was on the school bus. I think it was like eight or nine years old. And I remember having this image come through of like, you're going to write a book. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, weird. Like it just kind of came out of the clear blue sky, it would come in my scholastic endeavors, like throughout school, I, it would kind of come up as like a bit of a memory, but I was like, I freaking hate English. I had my sister write all of my essays <laughs> because I just, I wasn't a good writer. And so I thought, well, that's not something that's possible for me, even though I was like, that must've been like just a strange, I don't know what that was, but all along our lives, we have these little like nuggets that have dropped in that give us like these clues as to what our potential could allow for if we stay in a space of alignment. But when I think about what my life would have looked like, had I stayed um, in that religion, had I stayed as a dental hygienist, had I stayed in that marriage, I mean, you never really know what would have happened, but when I look at what I was able to accomplish in a really short amount of time, simply by tuning into what felt most resonant and truthful and to allow my soul to really guide me, it's incredible. The places that I've been able to travel to, the amount of abundance I've been able to create for myself, the connections that I have, the work that I do now beyond my wildest dreams. And in a really short Mm -hmm. period of time, like, yes, there was certainly quite a few years of struggle and figuring things out. But I also believe that that was a necessary process to really walk the talk. Like everything that I teach is because I've experienced it myself and I've been able to replicate the same results for my clients. So it's all necessary. And when you feel like you're going like, I don't believe there's actually mistakes. I don't believe that you like chose wrong you chose what you chose because it was the best decision that you could make under the circumstances you were in. And the way that you realign yourself is by just taking stock of how everything is feeling and looking in your life. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. If you um, married somebody or ended up in a situation that doesn't feel like your best self made that choice, it's all information and it's all learning so that you can become your best self so that you can decide do I want to keep doing this sort of stuff? Or do I want to see what else is possible? So on your journey, when you were discovering, like, what is one book 
that stood out to you that really changed your life? Mm, by far, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. <gasps> it was a gift oh. um, that my grade 10 yeah. French teacher gave me. And he gave it to me in French. And I remember reading it and thinking, I'm reading really important things that I don't quite understand. And I had that copy of my book. I traveled everywhere with it, even though I didn't um, really fully understand it. And then when he passed away in 2013, I was reminded of it. And I went and I bought the English version and I read it. And I was just like, holy crap, this book was like an awakening in itself. So highly, highly recommend that book. Loved it. Totally. Mm -hmm. I love The Alchemist. You actually have to come. Um, my partner and I actually host retreats to Morocco. I don't know if you've traveled to Morocco yet. And The Alchemist, like when I was thinking about the retreats we were putting together and everything we were doing, like so much of my mind, because he actually, the book starts in Gibraltar, Spain, and then he goes down through Morocco. I mean, it doesn't say where he's going mm -hmm. and traveling through, but it's all North Africa, mm -hmm. right? The mm -hmm. pyramids. And uh, it's got such like the omens and the essence and like you're, you, you've got to come to Morocco with us. We're just going to put that. it right now. It's going to happen. <laughs> done, done. <laughs> and everybody listening, you've got to, if you haven't, you've got to, got to, got to read The Alchemist. It mm -hmm. is one of my favorite books too. It will like completely shift the way that you see the world and, you know, to acknowledge the omens mm -hmm. and just the way things like the universe is supporting you. We all have a personal legend or a personal journey that we're meant to discover for ourselves. Like it's such a powerful book. I use it almost like as a divining tool now. Like I read it every year, but if I feel stuck or if I just need a little bit of inspiration, I just pop it open to a page. I read exactly what I need to hear. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. <laughs> Keep going. I love that. Mm. Just to open it up and see mm -hmm. what it is and you'll get exactly what you need from the passage. There's so, so much gold in that book. So with everything, I'm kind of curious with everything that's happening, like just on a global scale right now, like there's so many crazy things happening. 2020 has been a really bizarre, really, really bizarre year. Yeah. It's like, what's going to happen next? How would you suggest for people listening who are really in their like attached way of life, like doing their thing, like with all of this chaos around them, how would you suggest to find balance? I think it always, always, always comes back to the individual. So whether or not you want to um, understand how you should handle COVID or, or where you stand as far as like the social justice issues that are, are surfacing. surfacing and I mean, as they should, it comes down to you being able to identify with the truth of yourself. Because I do believe that when we connect to our greatest or highest self, our soul, whatever you want to call it, that's when we start to take action that's in alignment with not only ourselves, but in alignment with the highest and best for the world. So you start showing up better for yourself. You're able to recognize the better parts of other people and you show up differently. So my preaching, I guess, is always self-reflection. And I actually created a guide um, that people can kind of turn to, to create this new normal to start to really tune inward and discover parts of themselves. Like, what is your truth? How are you using your voice? Who are you following? Um, what are your boundaries? What do you stand for? What do you feel is like most purposeful to you? Like, how do you find your power and connect to your intuition? So self-reflection and introspection, I think, is the greatest gift that we can give not only to ourselves, but to the world. Because when you start elevating your standards and showing up for yourself, you start to recognize both the humanity and the divinity in every other being you encounter. 
And then it's no longer an us versus them, or I need to take from them because they have more than me, or I'm better than them because they have less. You realize no one is better or worse. We're all the same having an experience here on earth. And whatever your innate um, gift is to give to the world will start to be activated. So if you are an activist that is going to stand up for other people's rights, that becomes more apparent. If you're a healer who offers comfort and support, that will be the role that you play. If you're somebody who is powerful in actually creating change and structure and systems, that will start to be activated in you as well. So always, always, always coming back to who are you? What do you want? What are you meant to do? That self-reflection, I think, is so, so important. And it's so fitting, too, because even the platform, it's hello, beautiful. Like, who are you, right? Like, when you are and just, like, have that self-reflection, the real you really, like, just dials up and shines. Mm -hmm. Totally. So on that note, if anybody is interested to reach out, where can people find you? I'm most active, actually, on Instagram. So you can either send me a direct message or follow along at leah.brathwaite. I also have my website, leahbrathwaite.com, and a new website that is going to be launching either today or tomorrow, like really soon, called the livefreelifestyle.ca. And that has more information about the group mentorship program that I offer called the Live Free Lifestyle. And if you want to read my book, you can get it anywhere that you buy books online. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indigo, it's available in all those spaces. And I have to say, I love your um, book cover. It's a key with wings, but like of nature <laughs> yeah. there as well. So it's like this key to freedom through nature yeah. and like through the purity. Like it's, I, I love it. As soon as I saw it, I'm just like, oh, I totally get the symbolism. It's amazing. So anyways, my dear. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this today. Thank you. It's been such an honor and privilege. You are just a star. So thanks so much for having me. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. All of Leah's contact is going to be in the show notes, so don't be shy. Reach out to her. Remember to screenshot this episode and tag us both in your Instagram stories with the little smiling shit emoji. Because guess what? Those oh shit moments are life-changing and they are beautiful. And even though they are scary, look how much you can learn and grow from them. And if you enjoyed this episode and you just found that you had like moments that really resonated and you really learned something, I want you to pay it forward. I want you to choose three friends that pop into your mind right now. And I want you to forward this podcast episode to them and say, hey, I listened to this podcast. I think you're going to enjoy it. Tune in because sharing is caring people. And honestly, All it takes is one idea, one book, one moment, one story that has the capability of changing someone's life. I honestly have had so many life-changing moments from a friend who has sent a book to me or a friend who has forwarded me a podcast or just something inspirational where it landed at the very right moment. So if you've tuned in and if you're like, oh my gosh, this is resonating so deep, Think about who you can help by sharing it forward. So so I'm going to give you one last little hack before the episode's over, and that is if you want to get more of anything in life, you've got to give it first. There is balance in the universe. There is a rhyme and reason and order to everything, but it has to start with you and it has to start with letting go and surrendering and just going with the flow of things and really giving is such an abundant way to live. So be a good friend, share the episode and 
Stay tuned because next week we have another empowering story for you. So until then, keep being you, be beautiful.